the one who knocks. Huh? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello and welcome to My First Time, the podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Each episode as our panel sits down to debate, dispute, and discuss a much-loved classic. They'll be joined by the first-timer, someone who's never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is or just be left wondering what the hell was that? My name is Dan, and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello. Aiden. Catchphrase. And this week, we are riding the Wonder Wheel at Coney Eye as we delve into the Warriors with Christmas lover and mini-golf enthusiast, Jason McPhee. Welcome, Jason. I kind of switched those two around. I'm a Christmas enthusiast, mini-golf lover. Okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Before we go on and talk about Warriors, tell us a little bit about your love for Christmas movies, because... Uh, if you've uh, been a regular listener, we had a Christmas episode and you were the person that, of course, sprang to mind. But then I realized there would literally, I doubt there would be a Christmas movie of any cultural significance that you hadn't seen multiple times. Would that be correct? That is, yeah, true. And um, I did take issue with your representation of Jingle All The Way, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. No, uh, no harm, no foul. You told me off there that everything we criticised was something you loved. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> As I was following the argument, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> made no, made no sense. So you've listened to a few of the, our episodes. Yeah, I think you may be the first guest that we've had on. A, that's even listened at all, or B, actually enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> I work night shifts, so you guys oh, are so my social life. Oh, You're my social life right now. Yeah. Like, we're like, we're your work my, yeah, my workmates. Otherwise, I'm just kicking around on my own, so uh, I feel like we're already tight. Oh, well, thank you for listening. And would you like to uh, plug the MMGA, the McPhee Mini Golf Association? Yeah, look... Uh, Adelaide's one and only mini golf association, um, semi defunct, I think. But look, um, look, I'm probably taking. I'm I'm going to overthrow the current board because they're not pulling their weight. So, um, if anyone's interested in signing up to be part of Adelaide's one and only mini golf association, <laughs> if if you are interested, just uh, search MMGA on Facebook. Is yeah, there, I'm is sure you'll trophy? find it. There there's trophy? definitely yeah. There's there's one trophy uh, that circulates. Yeah, Good. that's what we play for. That's what we live for. <laughs> nice. Well, let's talk about the Warriors. Why did you pick the Warriors? Had you heard of it before? Why hadn't you watched it? Break that down for us. So, the first time I heard of the Warriors was when they re-released the game back in 2004, I think. That was a rock star out. game, wasn't it? Like yeah. the guys who made GTA, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, they brought that game out and like watching the the kind of like preview of the game, I was like, this movie looks like something that I would absolutely love. I've got to check out this movie. But because none of my friends had ever talked about it. Like, there was, there was no kind of reference point for it. I was like, but I've never heard of it. Maybe it's not great. So, yeah, when this came around, I was like, this needs to happen. Like, I need to... Perfect opportunity. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's, let's get to your opinions in just a moment. But uh, if, like our guest, it uh, worries is something that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but you definitely hadn't seen, uh, here's just a little bit of a backstory for you. 
The Warriors transports the viewer back to a time when New York City was a metropolis to be feared, with streets and subways crowded with detritus and danger from dusk until dawn. Released in 1979, the film plots the plight of Coney Island gang The Warriors. Cyrus, the charismatic leader of New York's biggest gang, the Gramercy Riffs, has called a gangland truce across the city. He calls a midnight summit of all the city's gangs, requesting each to send nine unarmed members in order to unveil his plans to unite New York's gangs into one unstoppable force. But Cyrus's plans are cut short when Luther, the psychotic leader of the rogues gang, shoots him dead from the cover of the cheering throng of gang members. Luther pins the killing on the Warriors, and from there, our Coney Island crew, led by War Chief Swan, have to battle their way across New York while being hunted by the city's most notorious bloodthirsty gangs. The gangs themselves are an almost comic book-like blend of violence and theatrics, with the gangs all dressing up in outlandish-themed costumes, such as the Baseball Furies, who all wear Yankee pinstripe baseball outfits and two-tone face paint while attacking their foes with wooden sluggers. Along the journey home, the gang pick up street-tough chick Mercy, but lose other members to arrest and death. It all leads to the final confrontation between the Warriors and the Rogues on the beach of Coney Island. The movie has been called like a, a, a B version of Homer's The Odyssey, a group of fighting men who must battle assorted foes and danger to reach their homeland. Not exactly praised at the time by critics, The Warriors nevertheless more than quadrupled its budget, finding an audience with young people who enthusiastically received its form of masculine violent fantasy. Since then, the movie's cult has grown and it is now considered a classic piece of 70s cinema. Empire Magazine has it ranked as the 16th greatest cult film of all time. But, as always, the critical opinion here is secondary to the opinion of today's first-timer, Jason McPhee. So what do you think, Jason? Can you dig what the Warriors are throwing down, or is this cult classic just a Greek tragedy for suckers? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so good. Yes. I, I dug it. I dug it 100%. <laughs> I'm so excited by that because I love this movie and uh, it's really tempting to like sort of force what you want to watch on guests, but you just pick this and I'm like, oh, like I, I was like floating on cloud nine just <laughs> thinking about getting to uh, podcast this movie. So I'm super excited that yeah, you enjoyed it. it. Oh, loved it. Yeah. And, just a quick lap of the table. Uh, I believe it was both of your first times, Eden it and Aiden. It was my first time. Yeah. Yep. I, I walked down the aisle with this one for the first time as well. Yeah. So a lot of my first time action. Just talk us through. Uh, Which is not a good sign for the film. Just if, well, if a lot of people well, hadn't seen hold it. Hold on. Hold on. I, mean, well, no, I, just, <laughs> I just mean like it's, it's not like you said, you didn't know anyone that had seen it, Jason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was weird. Well, later on, I found out some of my older friends had seen it and they loved it, but uh, it just wasn't on the radar. Yeah. yeah. yeah so how had you seen it, Dan? What, that's what what, how did it pop in. up into your oh, life? Oh, that's a really tough call. I think I was just shown it by someone, you know, like... Were you young? Just early 20s, yeah. Mm. Maybe a guy a few years older than me put it on, was like, this movie's great. You know when you're just at someone's mm. house having a couple of drinks and you throw in a movie and it was one of those for me and I just immediately <laughs> just fell in love with it. And it was one of those things when, when I watched it, I was like, I can't believe I don't know more about this. Like, I can't believe I, I haven't seen this, yeah. that it's not talked about more. But I think I had seen the front cover maybe in the you know DVD store or something. It's a pretty iconic look, the sort mm. of graffiti, the Warriors. I, and... I recognise the cover. Yeah, I recognise the, the logo design and that sort of thing. Yeah, but and, and a couple of catchphrases from the film, but the actual film had no <laughs> impact uh, in my memory or anything like that. What about you, Eden? Uh, yeah, so this is, like, like I said, my first time with it. 
Um, I just, yeah, had not really heard of it. Yeah, I recognized the cover. Um, I recognized a ton of references, mm. uh, especially like American Dad, I think, did like a whole episode of that was in the style of the Warriors. Like cool. they had the, the mouth with the microphone and they had like the, the kids in the school trying to escape the school. Um, Wikipedia told me, and I, I didn't know this, but there are two Simpsons episodes that reference the Warriors, apparently. Really? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. And yeah. I, I watched the little clips of it. As oh, well. really? Yeah, they redid oh. the whole Cyrus thing. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Like the speech in the park. The speech in the park, can you dig it? And then he gets shot down by yeah, it. It's like yeah. a bully. It's all the bullies are gathered in the... Yeah, it's wild. I want to know <laughs> at what point of watching it were you like, I'm really in, like, this seems great. The music at the start, yes, you get me. me too. You get me. Yeah, you get me with that. And then, and then when I saw a gang of mimes assembled to go and take on uh, the gangs are fantastic. New York's best. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I yeah, believe I love, it. Love that. So uh, the gangs are incredible, right? Yeah. I feel like though that that might lose some people, but you know, you got but, guys on roller skates. You got. But how so could good. it lose anyone? Really? I mean, it's just so so much fun. Nineteen seventies fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, Aiden. Awesome. <laughs> right, <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. Uh, um, I thought it was a little camp. Oh! <laughs> I was, I was like, uh, really? <laughs> they're all in, they're all in matching costumes. No, no shirts, just wearing like yeah, the, yeah, they're they're the leather vests. Hat, so. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit village people esque, <laughs> and that was a bad thing. Well, I'm not like, look, I will, I'll do the YMCA if it's on on the radio, sure, but. Just not really. I don't know. I felt like it was a contradiction of this like R eighteen rated film because of the violence and whatnot, and then these these people with mime outfits on, Amazing. like yeah, we're bad guys and we're yeah. gonna get you. Like I just found it a bit <laughs> juxtaposition. Gonna, in I feel a weird like the way. Warriors are the most grounded gang though. Yeah. Like I feel like that leather jacket is just like a bikey type jacket that a lot of gangs would have legitimately worn. Yeah, like, like the guy in the village people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm just gonna edit everything you say out of this podcast. <laughs> Um, well, it was, it was, but it was a bit of a, a bit inspired by West Side Story. Okay, I believe. Yeah, yeah I'm go. not sure about that. Tell, uh, tell me what you um, know about that. I looked online and I saw that uh, the guy who wrote it, I think, was just sort of inspired by that kind of West Side Story gangs in New York kind of look. Um, so I think that's where it came. I think the. Yeah. Heaps of the uh, extras and stuff are all um, Broadway dancers, apparently. So, so and that, like, and that <laughs> does not surprise me. It gives I mean, you the feel. I mean, where else are you going to find that many kind of yeah. you know dudes? Well, when they're like jumping them. over like the turnstiles yeah. and stuff, they have got stuff. Oh some yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah, it's like old school parkour. Like, <laughs> there's, the, there's a great shot where there's one of the gang members is on roller skates, not like just actual four wheel old style roller skates, and he's sort of travelling down a ramp and just sort of essing down it, and it's meant to look a little <laughs> bit tough. like scary and. Intimidating, but you're like, hey, he's on roller skates. Yeah. Looking, looking yeah. like uh, Robin Williams' Mork from Mork and Mindy. Yes. Have you seen, yeah. like, yeah, did you look. see that? Like, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty tough. I wondered while watching it whether this film influenced Hook, the Peter Pan sequel. All mm-hmm. the um, Lost Boys reminded me a lot of the characters in Warriors. Uh, like, there was yeah. all, all these, like, these guy gang sort of culture or, you know, it had a real yeah, feel. It would have yeah. surprised me. I think a lot of filmmakers seem to have love for this film. Like yeah. it, it is. It is really well known and regarded. Um, let's. Yeah, the, the opening scene that you talk about, the music where, where the trains yeah. sort of going through the subway. So the uh, the music is iconic. That's uh, you would have heard that if you haven't seen it over the little uh, blurb I did before. But it's fantastic. It immediately hooks you in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. And the yeah. 
the map they're setting up. They, you know, what what do you know about Cyrus? Like, uh, you know, he's the one. Yeah, they're yeah. talking about the conditions of the big meetup. You know, nine delegates, uh, unarmed. Yeah. It's just so it's, it's it's so atmospheric and beautiful. Just that like slow seventies lead in. And I love the old school New York about it, where there's something in one of those little conversations that you get snippets of in the opening credits that they had like never even been to the Bronx. So these guys are like. <laughs> You know, born and bred in New York, but they've never left yeah. their own little. Yeah. What do you call it turf in New York? Or, uh, borough. Borough. Yeah, borough, they've yeah. never left their own borough. Yeah, turf. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's let's get to the what I think is my favorite part of the movie: the Cyrus speech to the hundreds of gang members that are assembled. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? that do it for you yeah i mean like i guess i love that thing about the kind of 70s 80s movies where it, that cheesiness that's trying to be something like i mean cyrus what is he dressed in he's wearing like this weird kind of pajama <laughs> gown kind of thing and a like a bit of a perm in his yeah. hair maybe like a gentle crimping <laughs> yeah, or something. like yeah like even trying to work out what like race he is like he's just kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like is this kind of egyptian kind of looking dude and yeah i don't know it's just it was just um it's funny, but yeah, it got, got me in. The Can You Dig It over and over oh, again, good. and oh, amazing. Like, full uh, televangelist preacher style. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, a bit James Brownie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Miracles can happen. Miracles is how it's got to happen. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> what? You guys are gang. You're a gang. Yeah. You stab and steal and beat people up. Like, yeah, I, I think I watched this. You know who you love a movie when you've watched the director's commentary? And I have watched director's commentary on this. And I think they said he was like a proper like Shakespearean actor, the guy that played Cyrus. And I think that comes yeah, through with his, doesn't surprise his me. heavy delivery. And it's yeah. very sort of, you know, old school theatrical. The problem in the past has been the man turning us against one another. We have been unable to see the truth because we have been fighting for 10 square feet of ground. Our turf. Our little piece of turf. There's not that many names in the film. No. No. At all. Uh, like, obviously, we talked about, you know, they grab people from Broadway and obviously someone from Shakespeare's sort of mates. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think he was one of Shakespeare's mates. Well, I'd, I'd say just presume. So. I just yeah. presume. <laughs> yeah, no one really in it. Um, James, is it Rima? 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 Yeah. He's the only guy that's sort of gone on to do a few things. Dexter's dad from yeah. the uh, TV show is <laughs> what, what he's probably most famous for yeah, currently. Yeah, he's in Black yeah. Lightning at the moment as well. But, like, that's like what? 30 years afterwards? Like, mm. he hadn't really done much. I read something that Tony Danza was always going to be in it as Ajax. Yes! It would have been amazing. Right. Yeah. Oh, throw Tony, that would have well, been so good. De Niro was meant to be in it as well, No, I think. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He had, like, a potential role in it. Well, as the lead, maybe, or yeah. as War Chief Swan, who I really love. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I feel like he gives a great performance. Yeah. And it surprises me that he just never went on to bigger and better things. He's got a pretty... Decent filmography. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was just looking online, but it hasn't been in anything really big since. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just, I think that's, is that part of the appeal that you watch it and none of them are really famous? Like it sort of it helps it to exist in its own little yeah, bubble. Yeah, like sometimes a big star can take you out of a thing because you're kind of going, oh, it's a big star. Especially if it's an older movie, you're like, oh, it's a big star when they're younger. <laughs> you know, like I get to check out this stuff. 
Um, I felt totally immersed in the 1970s vision of the near future. <laughs> so, oh, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. Because off air we talked about the near future. That is the director's cut. Because mm. I was watching the one that's just available on Netflix, and right. it doesn't have that, and it doesn't have the little cartoon Oh, the, the little like, comic book transitions. The comic book I transitions. love those. So who saw comic book transitions? I no. saw comic book transitions. No. Only you. Oh. Yeah, no. So that's the director's cut. And apparently in the 79 when it was released, he fought really hard for it to be included. Right. But they wouldn't do it. So just right. tell the listeners at home what that well, is. Yeah, so uh, between... I mean, like, as, as they're doing like transitions between scenes, so the, the main group of the warriors, the gang that are sent up to the Bronx, as they're travelling back, uh, split up, and every time they're cutting between them, they have these like really great little title cards, like comic book squares. They actually show comic book squares of the actors, and then they kind of pan across, they have a little bit of dialogue in it, um, and then the final square will kind of zoom in and the action continues from there. It's um, fantastic. It is really nice. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I would actually recommend that's the version you watch. Yeah. The director's cut is great. So is the non-director's cut still set in the near future? No. no really? No. no. Oh, that, I think that makes it more Mad Maxi kind of like when I was watching it and I said, oh, the near future. This is like Manhattan run by gangs essentially with a few, you know, a bunch of cops. Uh, but that's why... The main guy is sort of going, you know, we can take this town. Yeah. I, it sort of makes more sense. Almost makes it a little bit sci-fi, and I yeah. think that works in the <laughs> film's favour. Oh, yeah. What do you make of the Warriors gang themselves, Jason? It was a fair mix. Like, <laughs> the guy, the crazy guy that... Um, was just chasing chicks. Like, yeah, he that's was be- James oh, Reamer, the Ajax. One that, the one that wants to rape the girl. That, Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had that, that yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. it was repeat. But like, every time that <laughs> guy rapey. wasn't keen on just... joining that kind of rapey, he was like, yeah. you going faggot? <laughs> I just yeah. found that scene really weird. Yeah. I didn't think the film needed that scene. It was, But it's one of the few scenes that actually makes them seem like an actual gang and not just mm. a bunch of good chaps who are yeah, stuck. That's, that is true. <laughs> Because I, yeah. I was like, he's not really gonna. Is that what's happening, right? Oh wow, I did not <laughs> mm. see that coming. Because mm. the other guys, like the the Afro guy, is like baby faced, and he's always like he's terrified of everything and everyone. Yeah. The guy so that does like, the spray painting and the spray painting guy, <laughs> like he's sweating it up all the time. And then there's that other guy that's kind of like uh, I can't remember his name, but he's just just he's com- he's a comic relief. And again, like yeah, if he yeah. approached me and asked me for my wallet. I, you know, like you just would, like, have a bit of a laugh. Apparently that guy, the comic relief guy, his character initially wasn't funny and was meant to die when the warriors are sort of accosted by the sirens, you know, the gang uh, of women. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he'd made his character funny and everyone kind of liked that, so they kept him alive. <laughs> when you're talking about the gang of women, is that when they're, like, they're playing pool and stuff the and then all of a sudden... The Lizzie, the, the Lizzie, That's the Lizzie's. The Lizzie's. The Lizzie's. Yeah, yeah. Right. I really liked that scene. That yeah. was probably my favourite part of the film because yeah. I didn't see them turning on them and I, I thought it was like, it was definitely a um, a twist or something. Like, mm. I, I, I quite liked that. Mm. I thought it was funny. Like, But they, as a gang, their shooting was terrible. Like, <laughs> they were point blank, had a gun, and they just couldn't hit anything. The guy yeah. was like punching their way through the door. <laughs> yeah, was, it's like, yeah, it was almost offensive to women. Like, women gang members would watch that and be like so outraged. Yeah. Like, surely. 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 
But then again, like you, you've got a gang of people dressed as baseball players with kiss makeup <laughs> on. Like it's the baseball furies. The baseball so good. furies. That's so good. They're hilarious. But then terrible when they were swinging their bats. Like the fight yeah. was the the chase was amazing, the, and then it's like. Oh, they are awful with those yeah, bats. They because can't like, hit the anything. speed that the, the, the first guy like the first the speed that they disarmed the first guy of his bat and yeah. then used it to beat the shit um, out of amazing. him. Just kind of like, what? What's the point? Aiden, yeah. if you had to make your own gang that had to be in like a theme <laughs> of, of the Warriors, I like, want to laugh at the table yeah, here. Yeah, right. what, what would your theme gang be? All right. Well, my theme gang would be like. Uh, I know. We'd call ourselves the Niners, maybe, and be for Deep Space Nine. Folks. What? Yeah, a bunch of so. Trekkies. Bunch of Trekkies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's no more. Abs- <laughs> like, yeah. I laugh so much. The it's, headphones. Do you all have Spock ears? Or no, I, th- I think we've all just got a different variety of Star Trek uniform <laughs> on. Amazing. That's so good. I think that's how we roll. So <laughs> maybe one of us is a Klingon with a bat left, like a big oh, no. swordy kind of thing. <laughs> So good. Jason, what would your uh, Warriors gang be? Look, there's a bit of a crossover, but that Jingle All The Way gang of Santas. <laughs> those guys. Oh, the, gang the gang of Santas yes. from Jingle All The Way. Yes, oh, and, genius. And you've all got the big candy canes just bashing. Absolutely. Oh, or, you know, sacks full of doorknobs or whatever we need. Yeah, absolutely. The Seinfeld reference. It's all there. Yeah, that nice. all the bodies suit. <laughs> Aiden? Good question. Good question that I asked everyone. Um... I don't know. I know yours would be, they're all wrestlers. you you got your spandex on They're there. sort of all wrestlers anyway. I feel like yeah. the gangs yeah. have a real 1980s WWF vibe. <laughs> Absolutely. Like what, they're what a tag team looked like in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, I don't know. No, I'd like a whole gang where everyone just looks like Hulk Hogan. Like, has the handlebar and the balding uh. head and the long blonde hair. So, I don't know. I don't, I, I passed. I asked the question, wondering what Eden would think. I, I didn't think you'd ask to me. I don't know. Probably like I don't know emos. That's probably the cliche that I fall into. I guess. Yeah, a little emo gang. Yeah, we don't get up out of bed after you know, like till midday, and then we sort of mope around. And You'd be the like a couple of things. Your done. gang of emos, I think, would be the equivalent of the orphans from the movie. Oh, the man. sort of lame gang that everyone rags <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, that man. main guy from the orphans, he the bug eyes, with the bug eyes and the horse face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was terrifying looking, and I don't know why have all those guys you choose him to lead. He had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I thought that watching it last night, like, as a casting director, do you just pick him because he's got the most interesting face? But this guy's never going to be allowed to lead a gang, no, yeah. especially not when he had the real tough-ass Hispanic-looking guy behind him. I was like, that guy would lead a gang. Absolutely. Would you hear like? Joke. They had some gang members working on the film and in the film? Yes. That, that's crazy. <laughs> and I read that filming had to stop sometimes because gang members were yeah. coming to watch them film and, like, throwing bricks and, like, <laughs> you know, getting involved. Full on. I think it's, it's insane. And people died in the cinemas watching it. Like, gangs were going wow. to watch it in the cinema. And, yeah, supposedly it's, like, maybe the first film that ever showed gangs but didn't have a definite negative spin on mm. who gangs are and what their culture is. Because yeah. that is one of the, I find one of the interesting bits of watching it is, of course, you start cheering for the Warriors, but they do have rapey guy. Yeah. And there is a line where even Swan, the leader, when they first meet Mercy, who's the chick that basically is bailing on the orphans to yeah. join the Warriors, he sort of makes a joke about doing a train on her, which I would assume is some sort of 
gang <laughs> rapey thing. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's it's weird that, I don't know, Hollywood TV, it's so manipulative. Like, you yeah. see those things and you, you still get pulled into being well, the, on someone's side. That's why that scene, I really hated because I, I was wanting to cheer on the Warriors and mm. then I was like, no, 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 I'm not about that. Thank you very much, Warriors. Yeah. You can take your gangs elsewhere. Thank you. I guess that's why he gets arrested, the rapey guy, because yeah. it does sort of at least remove him from the gang so yeah. that you can actually cheer them home. Maybe yeah. that's the point. I don't yeah. know. And that woman played Frasier's boss in the fourth season of Frasier. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Your old> crazy <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> I like Frasier. I like Frasier. <laughs> Do you fall asleep to Frasier every sometimes, night? Sometimes, sometimes. Did you guys hear the story about that guy that gets hit by the train? Why they like they actually killed him off? Yeah. Because he was like, what he was supposed to be like the main guy that Mercy fell in love with, but then he was a jerk on set. Yeah. And he's actually got like a YouTube thing of him like kind of apologizing and, and fessing up to it. But like, yeah, apparently he's just a jerk on set. So they're like, let's just get his dump, um, stunt double and throw him in front of a train. <laughs> and so the director yeah. just like wrote him out of the yeah, film. He, yeah. He's gone. And they wow. just threw Swan in like, yeah, up as the main guy instead. Yeah, he popped up actually. The, the, the bridges must have been repaired because I was watching uh, a little reunion thing that Rolling Stone filmed. There's a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. They take the guys on the Coney Island subway, and it's great because you just got all these random people on the Coney Island, you know, train, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's the actual warriors <laughs> on the train!" And the great thing is, Swan has the exact same oh hair. God. It's just great. <laughs> so it just looks fantastic. Thankfully, they're all wearing shirts now, so you can't see their <laughs> old man guts. But uh, yeah, it's a nice little clip. So if you are a Warriors fan, check out the Rolling Stone reunion stuff. Because yeah, that guy they killed off is in there and yeah, meeting fans. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 so it's cool. Mm. We haven't talked much about the uh, like main villain of the movie. Oh my gosh, Luther. I, Luther. I think he's. Incredible! I, I, I hated him so much. Like his performance is so good. <laughs> yeah, I've written yeah. down that I find him like legitimately deranged. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like he's acting. He no, just seems no, no. like an actual lunatic. It's fantastic performance. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of at the end wished they sort of showed more of him getting beat up because you just wanted to see him get taken out so much. Yeah. He's just so. So annoying. Like yeah, it was almost like a PG. I mean, can we talk about the ending? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. As, so, as we do, it's, exactly. it's 70, <laughs> 79 movie, spoilers alert. Yeah, it's sort of like a PG ending, it felt. Like, I was I was expecting more, I think. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I was anticlimactic. I, yeah. was, I was expecting bloodshed all over the place. Mm, I, want, I wanted some comeuppance. The whole time I was thinking, like, uh, I don't love heaps of the remakes that happen, but I reckon you could remake this so good. And if you had Tarantino doing it, oh, oh man, it'd be amazing. Be amazing. That, that You'd get your blood then. I still want it set, like, sort of in a 70s style future, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, but it does, I was thinking the same thing. It staggers me it hasn't been remade. Totally, yeah. The gangs are so fun. And they've so like they've got this you know different character and stuff and and you know the mimes and the guys that look like they're a barbershop quartet and all this sort of stuff and it's just like it'd be cool to actually explore a little bit who the, who they actually are and mm. you know like because you know those baseball furies they, they were cool like genuinely terrifying I imagine if I got to see it when I was a kid like it'd be such a cool mate sleeping over late at night I think you'd actually get like kind of you know, as a 12-year-old or 10-year-old, yeah, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd get a bit anxious about that, like these, you know, creepy dudes running through with kiss makeup and baseball bats. But. <laughs> I did some research on, like, the remake thing. There are talks that the... Is it the Russo brothers? Really? Yeah, from, like, the Marvel guys. Doing a lot of the Avengers stuff. Yeah. They were in talks or, you know, maybe producing a TV 
uh, oh, version right. of it, like a TV show Warriors, which mm-hmm. like would tie in. You know, getting to explore some of those other gangs a bit totally, more, I think, yeah. would be interesting. And that would be yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I saw something about that as well. Yeah. Well, the Odyssey, which is sort of what it is inspired by as well, like it uh, is a very episodic tale. I think it would transfer quite easily to TV. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I one of my absolute favorite parts of the movie is just a small thing, but it's really late when they're finally on the train back to Coney and the pair of young lovers gets on the train and it just feels really fraught with danger. And it's this brilliant juxtaposition. You've got the warriors and this beat up old New York train and they've just had a bunch of fights in the train stations. Some of them had died and been arrested. And you just get these two happy, <laughs> in love young couples look like they've been to prom or the disco. Yep. And it's not to a little bit that they become aware that the warriors are like sort of staring at them. And they, they quickly just get off the train. But I find that scene is just really tense and just, I don't know, it just adds a real depth to the world. You're like, oh, there's just... This is existing in a yeah. New York where there are still like happy well, people were going to the disco. Had we seen really any civilians at that point? No, no. And that's really. quite late in the movie. Like yeah, I don't know, it really gives this idea that the like people that live in New York are all very incredibly rich and they all just sort of live up in their big skyscrapers. The, the gangs are down on the streets <laughs> and under the streets. <laughs> What about the decision? Anyone find it interesting or jarring that the final scene, the the showdown between Luther with the incredible Warriors come out to play Warriors come out to play Improvised, not even in the script. Yeah. Anyone found it jarring that it's suddenly taking place in daylight? Well, I did have that thought while watching the film. I'm like, how long is night going to go for? They've been going all over the place. The sun has to come up eventually. And I thought maybe it doesn't come up. Maybe that's, I don't know, the point. Like it's it's this, I want to say utopian, but the opposite of that. like Dystopian. Dystopian, that's the one. You educated man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like where the sun doesn't come up. Uh, But... Yeah, it was jarring, I guess, but it kind of goes with the end of the film. It's more of a nice end rather than mm. the bloodshed ending that I was expecting. It yeah. does make the final moments where they're walking along the yeah. beach uh, and the credits are rolling. <laughs> and just that feel of, like, I guess the adventure of it, that, you know what it's like when you're pulling an all-nighter and then the sun's coming up and you're just mm. like, what the heck, the sun's coming up, what have we been doing? That's actually yeah. true. Yeah, and it, like, I think it, it just kind of captures that. Like, and you're sort of feeling like that. I would work night shifts as a job. So I was like... Yeah, I know that feeling when the sun's up and you're still awake and you're like haggard and you've been through, you know, running muck or whatever you've been doing. Uh, yeah, and I think it, yeah, I, li- I liked that feel that, they, you know, they finally get home as the sun's coming up and, mm. yeah, the showdown. The um, line that you quoted just before took me by surprise. I was like, oh, that's from this film. Yeah. Because it's, it's referenced in heaps of songs. Like Puff Daddy's got the, uh, that song where it's, it's at the beginning of the song and then Offspring come out and play. There's heaps of stuff like that That line in particular is in across music everywhere. Twisted Sister use it at the start of one of their songs and yeah. Golden State Warriors use it for when they come out. Do um, they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that. Classic, yeah. And some people remade it, I think, for the NBA Finals and put LeBron James's head on, you know, that what uh, Luther's. <laughs> oh, you know, they do those, those funny meme things or whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So good. 
All right, I reckon as we start to talk about its cultural impact, might be a good time to get into the scores. We will return after these messages. Let's take a little break from the Warriors and discuss what has been tickling our fancies uh, this past few weeks. Eden? I have been listening to an Australian podcast called The Teacher's Pet. People have probably heard of it. I have not. Yeah, excellent. Well, it is a another sort of true crime podcast. Oh, I have heard of it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things. Uh, I'm on a true crime binge at the moment. Uh, but instead of me coming up with my own words, I'm just going to read a little bit of the description because it's a lot easier. You're lazy. I, I am nothing if not lazy. I would never have done the same thing when I did Dirty John. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> um, so here we go. A star footballer, his schoolgirl lover, a wife who vanishes, the Australian's Headley Thomas digs deep into a cold case which has been unsolved for 36 years, uncovering startling new evidence. Mm. And it's really a really good listen. There are like 12 episodes in at the moment. Have you done Dirty John yet? Yeah, yeah, I love Dirty John. Good. I was going to say, based, you're based on, on your... and ignoring my own recommendations. No, no, no. I, I listened to your recommendation. That's kind of what sparked the, tr- re- the resurgence of true crime on my playlists. I'm glad. I know Aiden <laughs> doesn't listen to any of my recommendations and it's hurtful. <laughs> I actually wanted to bring that up. I watched Andy versus um, um, the, the Jim or oh, Jim, yeah. versus Jim versus Andy. Andy. Jim versus Andy, yeah. Uh, last week, really loved it. Oh, oh yes. That's great, is, isn't it? Just explain quickly for people that might not know what that is. Uh, it's a little doco on uh, Jim Carrey's life and times, and in particular, the part of his life where he plays Andy Kaufman in a film, um, Walking on the Moon or Man on the Moon? Man, Man on the, the moon. moon. Man, Man on the moon. What do you give it for the iPhone test? Uh, I really liked it. Probably like a five. Like yeah, I, I, solid. I was, I was glued to it. But that's not what I'm plugging this week. Oh, no, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> that was your, I, was, I was just complimenting you Sorry. guys on yeah. your recommendations. <laughs> All right, now go. Uh, no, my recommendation is for the film Molly's Game. Now, it's, it came out last year at the cinema, but I only got it um, recently. I think it's just been added to iTunes or whatever. Um, and it's really good. I really liked it. I love Aaron Sorkin. And if you like any of his stuff, you'll really like this. It's based on a true story. Uh, about a woman in America that sort of is a competitive athlete in skiing, and then she sort of has a few accidents, and this is, literally happens in the fi- first five minutes, so it's not a spoiler alert, but then she becomes a kingpin in the gambling underworld. Nice. And, and that's the film. It's that really good. good. Who really is that? Cool. As in, uh, in the lead role. Yeah, the lead role is played by um, Jessica Chastain. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like her. All right, Jason. What have you been enjoying recently, new pop cultural things? Uh, look, we're going to give a bit of a shout out. Um, do you guys plug Rival Adelaide podcast? Am I allowed to do that? Is this a turf war kind of thing? No, we can let you do that. I'm going to throw one out to Hack the Dino. Have you guys heard of that? No. Oh, I reckon it's almost like the video game equivalent of what you guys do, to be honest. Oh, awesome. Uh, very similar kind of like culture. Uh, they do video stuff as well. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, old school mate of mine, so I'll throw it out there. But yeah, it's awesome for like video gamers and um, all that kind of comic books, all that sort of stuff. And they had an illustrator from, my favourite illustrator from Render Stimpy on there once. And that oh, was wow. like, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, so they get like good guests. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, what are you, is that a reference to myself? <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> That's her. That was about Ellen the Dancer last <laughs> week or someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Your wife, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a video game at some point. We haven't actually done that. I feel like I'd that is a big pop culture thing. Be totally on board with that. Do you reckon one of the Hack the Dino guys would come on? 
Oh, cross sure, promotion. Surely, surely, a bit of cross pollination. Can you make that magic happen? I'll make that magic happen for sure. Nice. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's our... No, I've got to do my plug for the week. My plug for the week is uh, I, I just discovered that I actually really like German TV, thanks to Netflix. I've what? previously plugged Dark, and now I'm plugging <laughs> Babylon Berlin, a show uh, set in Berlin between World War One, World War Two. It's basically a detective mystery, uh, but there's so much going on because it sort of has the political side of Berlin bubbling underneath it all with communists trying to take over, Nazis, a little bit of, you know, the Jewish hatred starting to boil to the surface. And so that's intriguing on many, many, many levels. And uh, the greatest thing I could say about it is it's a mystery that makes it feel like you're stuck in the web. Like it's just really drew me in and was super compelling. So I encourage you to check it out. Do not watch it dubbed, though. You've got to make sure the subtitles are on for the proper experience. That's my pet hate with... Uh... And who's in that one? Yeah, who's in that one? Uh, Volta von Dietrich and... Now, that a German actors that no one's ever heard of? <laughs> I like his old stuff better. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You preferred... Uh... Yeah. I've got, got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Inspector X. Is that like, that's like the only Inspector TV show I know. So good. I was never allowed to watch Inspector X because <laughs> mum just assumed anything on SBS had nudity in it. So. Wow. Well, and it did. It's got X in it. Yeah. yeah there you go. Rex <laughs> never wore pants. <laughs> Inspector X, 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 X. <laughs> the late night version. Wow. Time to get into the scores. Let's start with the iPhone test. First time watching, how compelling did you find the movie? Yeah, five, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Felt really short. Good score. I was like, I was over. Really? Okay. Really short. Yeah, I felt like that. Okay. It's only 93 <laughs> minutes, Aiden. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm going to get so angry by your score. Yeah, I was going to say, just uh, obviously really, you obviously really struggled through it. Didn't it? <laughs> Look, like all films, there needs to be a good guy and a bad guy. And it's the same with podcasts. And I think you've worked out what role I'm falling into. Yeah. Today. All right, Eden. I'm going to go four. I was really, really taken by it. But, you know, it's a 70s movie. Uh, we all live busy lives now. Uh, it is slow. I'm, I'm, I'll give it a four. I fell asleep, <laughs> but I did return to it the next day and rewound like I picked up VHS. <laughs> you watch it on VHS? Hey, That's so cool. It's a 70s yeah. film. I tried to get in character. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah, such a genuine experience. <laughs> um, so I didn't miss any of it, but I can't say I was. Did you fall asleep because it was boring or because you were tired? I'd had a couple of ciders. It was a Friday night and I'd worked a hard week. Oh, well, that's not the movie's fault you fell yeah. asleep, mate. I'm not saying it's the movie's fault, but I guess I am. Sc- yeah, no, I am. I am. I'm <laughs> saying it's the movie's fault. Uh, let's give it a two. Five. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, I do legitimately think it's quite compelling. And, it, mm. and it's little episodes of action. Yeah. So you're always like, oh, a new gang, a new something, a new danger. Uh, cultural significance. Oh, like, I mean, the video game. And then realizing a lot of stuff have kind of been connected in with it. Um, Did that make you feel richer, knowing where all that stuff came from? More knowledgeable? Do you know what? I really feel like there's a like a sliding doors kind of thing. I watched this as a kid. My life would have 
taken a completely different direction. <laughs> You'd be um, wearing a leather vest right now? Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the with Rebels no, biker gang or yeah, something. No, none of the shattered dreams and, and unfulfilled expectations that I live with now. Um, <laughs> it, I, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a three. Mm. I'm going to go four. I had no idea about the video game. I had no idea about the video game, and I Googled it just before. Oh, my God. have I not played this? I know. Yeah, it makes me really mad. You call yourself a nerd. Yeah, I know. I know, I know we call you a nerd. Yeah. I wonder if you can download it on the uh, Xbox One. I think I'd be able to get a copy. Yeah. I'm going to try when I get home. I'd like to hear what you think about that. Yeah. But I'm going to go four. Uh, I'm interested to know if it's more popular in America. Like, I feel like maybe I didn't yeah. hear about it because, like, maybe it just wasn't big here. Like, it just didn't kind of catch on. But maybe in the States it's huge because there are so many references to it in other things. Maybe it is significant. Yeah, we're in a little Australian yeah. bubble here. Especially in the 70s, 80s. Yeah, that's right. There was, you know, especially pre-internet stuff yeah. didn't spread as well. It was R-rated as well, right? So like, yeah. there's no chance I was going to watch that. As the the R-rating doesn't really hold up in no, 2018 not at all. At all right? I didn't, I didn't realise it was R-rated until it be, we mentioned it. It would just be M now, I reckon. Definitely. Not even MA. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, if you cut out a couple of the F-bombs, you'd yeah, be, you'd be PG. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The, the violence is... There's no blood. There's no, no there's anything. Nothing. Yeah, uh, Aiden, uh, I'm going to go three point five. I hadn't really heard of it, and I don't think my life would be much different without seeing it. But having said that, after watching it, there were lots of moments in it where I went, "Ah, oh, that's from that," or "That's in this," or that sort of thing. So it does definitely pop up around the place, and it, it is almost like a jigsaw that you you put the piece in, and then you go, "Oh, of course, it all adds up." Having said that, three point five. Yeah, I think that once you see it, you do realise that there is a big cult around this film and yeah. there is a lot of impact. So mm. you do, it does give you a bit of a, oh, wow, I experienced that when I first saw it. Never heard of it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is actually a, a thing that has a real life of its own still 30-odd mm. years later. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well. Returnability, would you watch it again, Jason? Have you watched it I have more watched than it. Once? I've watched it three times. Oh! Yeah, I'm loving it. And I did watch Mac and Me uh, three times in a row after your last after your podcast. Did <laughs> oh, that go sure. down in the McPhee household? Uh, well, do we get to that when it comes to the partner scoring? <laughs> maybe I'll comment then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you've seen it three times. What do you give it for returnability? Five, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, good man. I'm going to go five. I could watch it a lot. I really could. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I have to go one. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> it's it's not just to piss you off. It, it, I promise. <laughs> no, I get it. You, I I think the great challenge now for the podcast is to find a 70s movie that you actually love. Yeah, that's mm. true. Because I just feel like the pacing of the 70s yeah. movies really jars you. Like, you don't like... There's a lot of silence in 70s films, yeah. periods of no music and no dialogue, and I don't think you like that. No, I am the class clown that fills the silence. I can't <laughs> handle that. It, I just get a little bit bored. Taking of Pelham 123, the original one, is really good. I think that was 70s. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I think he had a stroke. <laughs> Pelham <laughs> no, 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 The Taking of Pelham 123... <laughs> It's that's, a, that's it's, a name of a film. It's a it? subway heist movie with uh, Walter Matthau in it. He's I think. not going to like that. <laughs> I think he might. I think he might. It's an action y kind of movie. <laughs> okay. Is that Walter Matthau? Some... Like grumpy oh, actually, old man. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> an action movie. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> when, when did the first Muppets film come out? Uh, seven, yeah, that would have been 70s, 70s maybe. 70, 
I love those mo- those films. Uh, that's your childhood. Yeah. It's a slightly it's like Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't really count, right? Did their car remind you? Did the ro- did the bad guy's car remind you of the one from the first Muppets movie that they drive around in? I, know the I car swear it's the same you know, car. Yeah, it's Judah Baker. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> More cultural significance, even the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ripping off the Warriors. Uh, yeah, for me, Returnability is a five. I've seen it a bunch of times. I've watched director's track. <laughs> That's embarrassing whenever you say that. Like, it's a bit shameful to have watched something with director's commentary. And you've really got to have nothing else going on that Oh, day. you're going to be yeah. very bored. But this is... Yeah. I don't think it would happen now. This was like pre-Netflix where you had to still go down and hire a DVD from mm. the shop or just watch one you've got. And <laughs> oh, I'm watching The Warriors for the seventh time. Might as well put the director's commentary on. Do you own it on DVD? I do. Nice. Hmm. I thought you might. I've shed nearly every DVD I own. Yeah. And yet I just couldn't bring myself to throw that one away. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Partner <laughs> friendliness. Good one to watch with a loved one, Jason. Lisa asked what I was watching it for, and I mentioned your name on the back of the three uh, Mac and Me's in a row. She cursed you and left <laughs> the room. Um, so the Warriors, neither yourself, are welcome in my household. Zero? Yeah, that'd be a zero. Oh, tough, tough. Yeah. What, if, what do you think? She didn't watch the Warriors with you. No. What do you think she would hate more, the Warriors or Mac and Me? The warrior, yeah, she would have struggled. The warriors, like the opening music that got me, uh, she was out. Triggered, wow. yeah, triggered. She tr- she was triggered. Mac and me, she at least laughed at. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Eden, for a good old fashioned date night, I think a four. I think I think it was is actually a pretty fun movie. If if the if uh, if the partner doesn't like it, you can kind of laugh at it a little bit. You can enjoy some, like, some of the sillier elements. But I think it's a classic hero's journey. I think it's beautiful. Okay. Four. Yeah. Pretty high. Unexpected. I think the film's a little bit sexist, and I don't think oh, all girls would enjoy that. that yeah, yeah. I, I would go low. Swan I... gets very moralistic about her sleeping around Mercy. Where it's like, clearly, he does the same thing, but he's yeah. like really ragging on her for being, you know, in his yeah. words, a slut and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think we have to still remember, though, it is a 70s movie. Like, yeah. It's, you know. It's yeah. Got, it, yeah. it stands up because yeah. it's a timepiece. Yeah. I get that, member, but yeah. I just think that girls wouldn't enjoy yeah. watching that. Um, yeah, I reckon I'm probably only a one. Yeah. I think it's a really guyish type film. Even, even those that love it would admit like, you'd have to say that. Oh, then. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Yeah, it, it really depends. I think there is an element of, you know, girls that would really enjoy it. Because, it, yeah, it is a bit fun. I know my wife would love it. <laughs> I know... Yeah, I know Ash would not be a huge fan. It's not overly violent. No, I wouldn't say it for the violence. Yeah, I'll give it a two. Ooh. It's pretty low. I don't think it'd be uh, winning too many females over. As you said, Aiden. All right, well, let's have a, a little break. Tally up the scores. Just going to hint this would be a pretty high one. Maybe let down by the partner scores, but we'll find out in a moment. After these messages, we'll be right back. Okay, Jason, we get our guests on to talk about something they've only just experienced, but we'd like you to talk to us about like your absolute pop culture go-to, the thing you love the most above all else. Uh, so my, my habit, my fall asleep habit every night is to watch Seinfeld. So I've watched Seinfeld every night. Is that a good sign for the show or a bad sign? Because if it puts you to sleep. Yeah, but like, it's that thing of like, I don't know, you can't be, 
your head doesn't spin thinking on anything while you're watching mm. Seinfeld. And because I'm so familiar with it, I don't need to hang and stay awake to watch it. But I like love every minute of it. It's like beginning sleep in a good dream. Were you saying, like, has how long, like, how many nights? Oh, years. Years? Years. years. Every night? Every night. So how many times do you reckon you've watched one particular episode? Oh... 15, 20 times. 15, That's 20 amazing. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what, do you remember the first Seinfeld episode you ever watched? Because I have a distinct yeah. memory in my mind of the first time I ever turned on the TV and was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I love the one where um, where Kramer's Kramer's phone is crossed over with a movie phone and then oh. he just ends up just going with it and he's just like, Rena, like yo, welcome to movie phone. So good. And <laughs> Yeah, love that. And yeah, I think it was maybe my first one, which is a late season, but yeah. These so pretzels you, are making me thirsty. Yeah, so many lines. And that's what happens. That was the first one for me. Because my <laughs> nice. because my vernacular is just constantly Seinfeld. Everything I'm with someone's like, oh, that's like Seinfeld. And it's like, yeah, just dead air. So. Are you struggling now as maybe younger generations you're trying to connect with don't even know Seinfeld? Or do you find that everyone has some connection to it? I I refuse to hang out with non-Seinfeld. If you don't get the Seinfeld reference... Um, <laughs> What else do yeah. I have to, you know, like where yeah. can we, where can we connect from there? Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So Next if you question. go away on family holiday and Seinfeld's not available to fall asleep to, is that an issue? No, I bring like a box of DVDs. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. There was this crazy Seinfeld podcast listen to that goes through like every episode and breaks it down like probably way too much, but yeah. Wow. They're my guys. All right. You're pretty learned then in all things Seinfeld. Best Seinfeld episode Ooh. ever. Oh, best ever. Uh, oh. I love yeah, love the one where um, George pretends to be a marine biologist. Well, Jerry kind of puts him <laughs> in it, and then like he has to go out and uh, like rescues, pulls a, a golf ball out of the whale's blowhole. <laughs> um, also, when George tries to get himself fired and he uh, does the bodysuit guy thing and like everything he does to get himself fired just backfires, gets Babe Ruth's uniform and wears and just starts wiping his hands. Like, yeah. My wife hates George, but I, I absolutely love him. So good. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm impressed. Off air, I'm going to ask you a lot more questions about this habit of yours. <laughs> okay. I feel like, yeah, I've got to stop it here. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued. Talk, we can talk Seinfeld all night if you want. <laughs> but, uh, right. A little indie television show for people to check out. Seinfeld. Yeah, this <laughs> week's recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Good for the insomniacs out yeah. there. Hi, my first timers. It's Aiden here. Dan and Eden have gone because I want to tell you about another podcast I do. It's called Vinyl Soul. It's all about music and the journey it takes us on, the effect it has on our lives. And each episode, I get a different famous friend of mine, Tim Rogers of UMI, Shannon Knoll, Ali Williams of Paramore, Dr. Carl from Triple J, Colin Hay, John Saffron, and a whole heap of others, and chat about the impact that music has had on their lives. If that sounds like something you'd enjoy, check out Vinyl Soul in iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you put podcasts in your ears. All right, the scores are in. And on the My First Time podium, it is a really short stay for Bill and Ted. No! Knocked off third place (laughs) by the Warriors by a measly margin of 0.15 of a point. 
The Warriors is the third highest rated, my first time, pop cultural experience, ladies and gentlemen. You can't trust these gangs. Always coming in here and taking down people. So our top three now is The Shining... Live wrestling and the Warriors. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> you would love the live wrestling. You got to get yeah. in on it. Have you been oh, live wrestling? I've never been oh, live wrestling. You're coming next time <laughs> we go. You're getting an invite. My the um, Dino guy that I was talking about. Like he he is part of all that thing as well. He's like a pretend. Um, Manager, or oh, you, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, yeah. you gotta yeah. Yeah. he would love it. Yeah, we yeah. need to, we need to get in touch. <laughs> Crossover episode. How's your heart? <laughs> You've Look, it's disappointing, but hearing that top three, they're all three things that you loved. And look, I don't <laughs> want to say you're the one that adds up the scores. Or I, I don't want to point fingers or, or say there's corruption just, in just, this just, podcast. But say yeah. that I have a better taste than you, perhaps. No, I'm no. That's not what I'm inferring. I'm inferring <laughs> that you're adding up the scores. I'm inferring you think a conspiracy that I have a superior of taste here. in pop culture to you. I call mutiny. <laughs> I think he's stacking the. Are you stacking the guests? Like you yeah, your hand picking? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I knew that. You uh, knew you'd get me with this one. Yeah. <laughs> you think that you chose the Warriors, but every time I've seen you for the past five years, I slip a little the Warriors into Can conversation. Can you do good? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Now it all makes sense. What's wrong, mate? You've been worrying a lot. <laughs> oh, come on, come out to play <laughs> Awesome Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on the podcast today Thanks for having me And uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, get you back on in the future And you can be like a special Christmas expert Come and defend a terrible Christmas movie to well, we'll, us We'll do another Christmas episode this year So um, look forward to that one I'd be honoured <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. As always, we uh, love the fact that you listen. We love the fact that you click subscribe on iTunes. And we love the fact you've left us a five-star review. If you haven't done any of those things, you still can. There's plenty of time. Uh, tell a friend that you love the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>